Oh, I can't burp. What's you've, wrong with me? You've always had that problem. You've never been able to burp. I've been able so, to burp. No, but, like from birth, just lacked that ability. Well, that's not true at all. I've been good at burping. Um, so just, just so I know, your improvisational mm. style is <laughs> no, never. It's not yes and. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely no, not. Yes, <laughs> no, never is the new yes and. <laughs> <laughs> How you been? Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Yeah. Shit. It's all happening, man. I'll tell you what. All happening. This, what, what, what's happening? Uh, like a bunch of my friends have COVID. Really? Um, I might have COVID right now, to be honest. Because you were hanging um, out with the friends who now have COVID? Yeah. So I who, mean, how many I people? I think I'm good. Okay. I th- there were three people, actually two people that have since tested positive but my housemates are in iso at the moment with with symptoms but not having results back you are in the house with your housemates correct who are symptomatic with something ambiguous yeah Yeah. that's creepy how are you feeling i'm fine i have no symptoms i've been doing rapid uh what are they called rapid antigen tests yep you've been sucking one today i'm fine I've been keeping my distance. They've been in their rooms, so I reckon it's all good. Well, this like, is the this is the thing that I didn't sh- realize about the rats, though. the The theoretical failure rate or false negative rate of a rapid antigen is apparently thirty percent. So, in order to accurately know whether or not you've properly got a good result, you have to do it for three days in a row, and that kind of negates the thirty percent failure rate. Well, I've done it for three. I've been. I've done two, three days in a row, and including today. What do you mean you've done two, yesterday. three days in a row? So I did twice a day one you today. Mean? No, I did one today. Yeah, I didn't do one yesterday, and I did one the day before. And they've been in ISO since Thursday last week. Okay, you have done it twice in the last three days. Yeah. And it's been negative, and you don't have any symptoms. You're feeling all right, but the other yeah. two are sick. Yeah. And staying in uh, their rooms. How does that work? Yes. What have you been expect? Like, are you dropping food at their door and then backing away? No. Are you kidding? Uh, I've just been making my health, myself scarce from the house, going to the beach, going to, you know, huge gatherings, <laughs> going to church. <laughs> Wandering um, around in the supermarket for hours. For no reason. Just for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I've offered a few times. I heard one girl, I think I spoke to you about this at some point, but the only other person that I knew from work that had gotten it, she had had some advice for people who have friends that get COVID and they were like, she said, it, it's really good if you could, if you, instead of saying, what, is there anything I can get you from the shops? You say, I'm going to the shops. What, what can I get you? So it kind of puts the onus on it doesn't put it doesn't make it seem like they're asking for anything because she said said she felt really like bad she needed stuff but so she, the phrasing there just to repeat for myself i'm going to the shops what do you need not yeah. is there anything you need from the shops so it doesn't yeah. feel like you're putting them out because you're already saying i'm already going yeah and yeah. i'm expecting to get things for you so it's already settled don't even worry about it just tell me what you want and have you been that, doing that? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but I have offered a few times. I mean, I go to the shops all the time. I just love, you know, I love going to the shops. It's previously um, established that I, you're a supermarket fiend. 
I am. Um, so you know, it, it comes up. But um, Casper's pretty, pretty. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he's getting stuff. He's very self-sufficient. I offered. We we have a thing now. We we both love mandarins, and um, so we give each other mandarins. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's cute. It's cute. Like I mean, pre um, we have pre this lo- thing now. We give each other mandarins. Well, we're housemates, <laughs> and we both discovered that we really love like, mandarins. So we've been doing this thing. Sorry, did like, you say mandarins? Mandarins. And we'll go whenever we go to the shops. We'll buy each other a mandarin. It's cute. Don't make fun of it. I'm not making fun of it. I think it's adorable. Yeah, it is adorable. So I've been I've been living in mandarins, and yeah. I left him I left him some moldy vitamins. Before. Do you kiss the mandarin before you put it in front of his door? I lick the whole thing. You, okay, well that's the, the good whole thing, thing about to a the point where it fruit. sticks to the floor, so <laughs> we had to cut it, peel it off. Yeah, yeah, nice. But yeah, so but the interesting thing is this because. Um, COVID is obviously uh, rife in Victoria at the moment. We're getting 7,000 cases a day or whatever. And this strain has, has our particular strain has come from Canberra because we had a friend who went and spent Christmas with her family in Canberra, then drove back with one of her friends who we also know um, and got it at a Christmas party in Canberra. So we, it's not so even So you a, mean your immediate, like the Casper, like, this group yeah. of your friends has got it from Canberra. Yeah. Not yeah. not the entire Melbourne outbreak was caused by your friends. Yes, exactly. And 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 Canberra has no cases. It has like a hundred cases a day. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's all it's all hitting home. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm starting work this week and I'm moving house on the weekend. Yeah, you know, you've broke up with like, your next girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and um <laughs> And I, it's like, I don't know. I think technically I don't need to. Oh, here's the other thing. Casper got tested on Thursday last week and he still hasn't. Yeah, got his it was the same back. with my dad. My, same with my dad. So the, the, I mean, the frustrations I have with the Scott Morrison government are well enumerated in the, in the past multiple years of, of how this pandemic has been handled there. But the frustrations of having, watched you guys all put in the hard work and go through the lockdowns and flatten the curve and, and self-isolate to, you know, significant mental anguish for a lot of people for the many hundreds of days to give the medical system and the government time to get their shit together. Like you put in the hard work and to now get to a point where there is still no fucking expansion of the testing capacities, no rapid antigen tests widely available, and if they are available, you have to pay for them if you want to do the right thing. And even then, you still have to go and get a PCR test, which might have you in queues for multiple hours. It is just such a clusterfuck. It must be so fucking frustrating to have put in the effort and then see it completely squandered like this, right? Well, it's now it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like Because yeah. I went and got... So all the rapid antigen tests are sold out everywhere. I went to multiple chemists. Yeah. I ended up finding some at Officeworks because I assume people don't know that Officeworks stocks them. Yeah. And they were 50 bucks for a five pack, which went through our house, you know, in the current situation, you know, pretty much instantly. Um, And then they've come back negative. Lee's come back negative. Casper's come back negative. But they have, and it's just like weird. Like we don't know what to do. Casper hasn't got his results yet back. I don't know if I should be isolating, you know, I don't know. It's just, who knows? I mean, I guess by the time Casper gets his results back, because they've reduced the quarantine period now too, 
by the time he gets his results back, he would have just done his quarantine period. So yeah, well, and that's it. Sorry, that was the point that I was about to make, which is that my dad and my mum went to Melbourne um, to then go to um, uh, is it the Marlborough Coast? That's a place, right? Marlborough Coast, Marlborough, Mass, Mass, Mornington Peninsula. Mornington. Mm, okay, yeah, maybe. Marlborough's in New Zealand. I might have got Mornington Peninsula, perhaps, um, yeah. with my sister for Christmas. And there, I think I talked about on the previous part about their indecision about, do we go because mum's not got a booster, dad got a booster, but mum tried but wasn't allowed because it was too early. But now they've oh. dropped that period, so it is legal. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was just this whole clusterfuck. They ended up going anyway, keeping to a pretty tight bubble and just having a holiday. But then they were doing tests to try and get back into South Australia, a requirement which has now been dropped because apparently they're just fucking giving up on even trying to <laughs> modulate what comes in the borders. But dad and mum did test anyway, not certain what the outcome was going to be. And mum right. got hers basically within 24 hours. And dad, who'd walked out at the exact same time, waited over three days, nearly four days, I think, before it came wow. back through. So the exact same amount of, you know, slow processing time that you're now seeing with your flat. And it just came yeah. back today, I think four days after having swapped. But he was let into the state anyway. So it doesn't, it fucking doesn't, it's just like every, they, every state and every, you know, the federal government has just been like, yeah, fuck it. I guess we tried, but whatever. They don't know what they're doing. Like, and, and I get it that it's like a moving. I think they do know what they're doing. They just don't care anymore, right? You can't be oblivious. Well, why don't they care anymore? Because it's too hard? Because politically, I think they, they're disinterested in the difficulties of the average person. And they think that the message of we need to protect the economy and get the businesses back going is more viable than the approach of protecting and supporting the populace. I don't know. Yeah. And of course, it varies state by state, but yeah. Well, you know, I think we're all, I think I'm going to get it soon. Well, um, that's yeah. become clear because it's become very real very quickly, and none of my friends are showing you know particularly um, extreme symptoms. Like they, it's just a cold. So you know, but you don't even I, I yet know of, if you have it. Like if they have it, I genuinely could have it right now. You genuinely could have it. Do you want me to wear a mask? To protect you. Um, it would make me feel a little bit more comfortable. All right. But you, you don't have to have it over your nose or mouth. Just put it over your ears. And then Dude, you can have it under masks. your chin. Default mask. Why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that? Probably because it's so fucking depressing. You're, wearing, you're, you're, you're using the koozie. Dude, are you, do you ever wear your shirt? Do you ever wear your default shirt? Do you ever wear it out in public? It's actually too small now. So that's the reason that I don't wear it. Mm. Speaking of being too small, I realized when I was thinking outside, which I often do, um, that the real reason, I, re I realized the real reason why you didn't come home for Christmas is because you're not big enough yet in your head. <laughs> you're, you're waiting for the massive reveal. I want it to be I mean really massive. noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you didn't come home for that Christmas. That was it. That was the sole motivating I factor. I'm not big I'm enough. You, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, no, this 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 isn't worth anything. Yeah, put those put those guns bad boys away. away, please. This yeah. is this is a PG rated podcast. This is not an open carry state, Nick. <laughs> Carl Rittenhouse over here. Wow.
Wow. Welcome to Deep Thought, everybody. Let's move quickly into the intro. This is a podcast that we just talk about things that affect the world and affect humanity and affect animals and affect each other. Sitting through the internet is Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, Nick. Hey, everyone. Thank you for saying hello. Happy New Year, all. I hope you had a lovely holiday season. I hope it's still ongoing for you and you get some time off and you're enjoying summer and it's all pleasant and uncovidy. Uncovidy. Yeah. Um, tell me about your Christmas and New Year period. Well, um, we had a Skypey kind of Christmas with the family who were then safely in, uh, what did we decide it was? The Mornington Peninsula, um, in their bubble. So Skyped into them, had a chit chat. They opened presents. We opened presents, you know, in this day and age, it was pretty decent. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you give? Uh, what did I get? I got some new pants from KC. I got, uh... What kind of pants? Just pants that fit me. Just like bigger pants. <laughs> pants that fit me. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been, I've had to, I've been throwing out, you know, donating a lot of clothes that are too small for me now. So oh, I, Okay, we get it, mate. We I Well, this is, you asked. This is the, I just, I needed new pants. So he got me some yeah, pants. Yeah, it's like, you're the, literally the incredible Hulk. Yeah. Just in like slow I, I, I'm version. breaking a pair of pants. Um, that, because, that was Because it. they're too small for you now because you're so... Because you're so muscly. Well, that's that's right. a sad reality, but still not big enough to go home yet. So. Yeah, they don't they don't te- <laughs> they do fine line. They don't te- line. they don't teach you that in gym school. They do don't they? teach you that the, in gym school that it's going to cost you fucking cost hundreds of, of dollars swole. to change all your clothes. Yeah. yeah, but in terms of gifts, I got I uh, sorry gifts I gave um I gave Casey. Uh, a, a dog doorstop that he wanted and a custom... Do you have a dog? No, like it's shaped like a dog. It's just a cute okay. doorstop that he wanted. And um, I got some custom... So he's. I like, don't know what I was thinking there when you said dog doorstop and I said... It's for stopping it for dogs. Dog? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so that they can... So like a dog what? kennel, they can keep their front door open if it's like a hot day. Right. Yeah. 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 This is riveting. Yeah, well, I'm going to delete other. all of this. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you what you got and gave, but if it's boring, this whole segment is going. Yeah. Um, what did I get? Can you hear that? You can hear those trams, can't you? Yeah. I have to, I have to keep the window open. It's either the window or the fan. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe some atmospheric, mm-hmm. you know, Melbourne trams. Yeah, I mean, you fun. don't edit the podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Um, and I've turned the gain right up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what did I get? Uh, I got a whoopee cushion. No joke, got a whoopee cushion from uh, Steph, my okay. brother's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, as well as a flotation tank voucher. Okay, yeah, I've always wanted yeah. to do a float tank. Oh, that was that was probably the best gift I got. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest. And actually and also a fake cockroach, which I um nice. I used to You ate immediately. I ate it because I thought it was food. You thought it was a um, real one and they're like, Nope, gotcha. <laughs> that was plastic. Yeah. Um, I, what else I got? A Google Nest, which Ben got me, which um, I'm not really sure how to use, but I guess I'll work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe drop this bit because this sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so a, a lot of a lot of really lovely feedback off the back of the last episode. A lot of love for your Christmas song. A lot mm. of people uh, coming up to me in the street 
and saying, are you Nick from Deep Fort? And I said, yes. Just strangers. Um, wow. And they said, I loved Michael's song. So uh, I, I think some huge success there on, on your end and, and an incredible song, which has been sincerely stuck in my head since the last podcast. That's that's winning. Uh, and the same, the I've heard the same about yours. And actually more than that, um, actually has got some interesting feedback from one of my friends called Steph, who has actually got COVID now. Um, got not it. to name and shame, but it's going she, around. Wanted to, she wanted a shout out because she said some, she had some very specific advice because on this trip uh-huh. back from Canberra, uh-huh. uh, her and her friend, where they both got COVID, and I'm not saying it's because they listened to our podcast in the car, uh-huh. but you know, you could put two and two together. You could. You couldn't say that it didn't. Yeah. I mean, you could. You, yeah. It, the anyway, science isn't in. Now, this is from Steph, who has previously said, I don't know if I've told you this. She said, um, you know, she turned to me very earnestly one day and she said, you know, I got so bored the other day that I almost listened to your podcast. (laughs) And she meant it. Like, she wasn't even joking. Yeah. And anyway, she listened to this one because it was, you know, they had like an hour drive. A lot of hype. Yeah. And they had a lot of time to kill. And she said that... Her specific feedback was that you come across as very likable and she, quote, likes the things that Nick says. <laughs> and she said she likes, she has, she said Nick's got a great laugh, which is just not Disgusting, true. yeah. Disgusting. It's like one of my least favorite things about you. <laughs> and she said some of the things that you say, Michael, meh, they're not that funny. That's what she said. But she well, said she liked your Christmas song. She liked mine. But it was all mixed in with this, you this know, sort of undercut of criticism. Yeah. yeah so. Well, I, I support all of that feedback. Um, I, I think don't. we should take it on board. Uh, we mm. really appreciate our listeners and are, are grateful of all of the uh, um, time and investment that they put into uh, our little show. Um, I think it's also worth noting that um, you have a little bit of album release news. Yeah, we've got it on Spotify. Um, Sean... Lewis has done some hilarious art. I won't say great art because I don't think he was going for greatness. Um, <laughs> that's what you wow. get for 50 bucks. I think it was $50 worth. I've certainly paid $50. I don't know if you've reimbursed me $50 yet. Yes, I have. Okay. That's fine. Don't fucking put that out there. I played you straight away. Well, I don't check the Australian account. Why don't you get notifications? Oh, gross. No. Well, I, I, I don't have any of my apps back. notify me anything. Anyway, thanks, Sean, for doing the art. The Even if it was Spotify. only good and not great, according to Michael. Well, you know, it was, it was fine. It was good. It's funny. I sent I sent him I sent him a I sent him a, fine. a couple of albums, you know, that I was you know, album like old timey Christmas art album uh-huh. art that. I was kind of thinking, and then he slapped our faces on it, and it was great, uh-huh. and I like it. And maybe we'll change it in the future. Maybe we won't, but um, <laughs> we could do one, a new one every year. That could be fun. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But uh, yeah, thanks, Sean, for doing that. And I guess we'll add them to that album. I think you can do that. You can just add yeah. them to yeah, the you album. Yeah, you can just add tracks. Yeah. 
every year. So, so yeah. all those people out there that have been clamoring for Deep Thought to be on Spotify, I hear you, you know, constantly get on Spotify, get on Spotify. We've done it. We heard your request. We're now on Spotify. And that's the end of that. Yeah. That no, settles, I like your, that, settles your that explanation chapter. to uh, Dan P on on Facebook mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, still not quite sure why, but, you know, I, you've got your reasons. So. I've got my reasons. I, you know, yeah. if I need to enunciate them again, I will. I'll, I can talk about it here. Um, no. But don't I don't do think that. it behooves anyone. Behoove. Behooves. Um, have we got, I got a, I got a story about a hobo that I got to tell you. Okay. You want to hear it? Are we done with Christmas? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I think we're done. Yeah. So, I saw the most epic hobo fight of my life the other day. Okay. Why? But as, as a start, why hobo? What are we defining by as a hobo these days? Homeless <laughs> person, or is this a different subcategory of of homeless? Is it like where's unhoused fit into all this? Well, uh, one of them was wearing bum gloves. Okay, that which that I, does make it more of a hobo. But see, to me, a hobo is someone who catches a ride on a train. You know, jumps onto a moving train into an open cart. Well, let me tell you why I say hobo. First of all, it's like a cool version of homeless. You think there's a bit of cachet? But th- one of them was wearing a denim jacket. Oh, yeah. It was a dirty one. But it was like, they're kind of cool. Like, okay. like, not cool, but like... They had a bit of swagger. They look like they could have been in rock bands once in the day. Yeah. You know? So I guess hobo so is just you're, like a cool So you're calling it like a, a compliment. It's an yeah. affectionate term. <laughs> yeah. I get that it could be received as insulting. Uh-huh. What, what's the politically correct term for homeless person? Well, I hear unhoused a lot. Unhoused, sure. Transitioning. Yeah. Mm, that's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unhoused. I don't want to say un, un, but what's the noun of unhoused? And un, 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 unhoused. That is it. They are the unhoused. Yeah, the unhoused. The, I think the terrible. idea is. I mean, it does sound a little bit sci-fi booky, but I think the idea is that just because they don't have anywhere to live, that's like a property, doesn't mean they don't have a home somewhere. I think that's the some kind of nuance they're getting right. at. PC term, sure. just going to give this a quick good for homeless. Um, Did you say good? Yeah, people without housing, people without homes. Vagrant, that's good. Vagrant, no, vagrant's got weird connotations. Derelict? <laughs> Derelict is not it, surely. That's come up. Okay, I don't think that's right. Derelict is like a, a, like a, a, a broken building. Oh, what about transients? Transients suggest they're moving. Well, they usually are. Oh, oh, but I mean, not. like changing cities, right? Mm. Anyway, well, anyway, sorry, I'm going with hobo because they were cool homeless people, and that's okay. what hobo means. Anyway, I'm sitting at the front of Grilled. Uh, you know, you're familiar with this chain? Uh, I don't think I. I don't. It, it's like a. It's like a sort of healthy burger bar. Oh yeah, big fan of Grilled. Big new fan of Grilled. Um. And do you get a meat option or a veggie option? I get the grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on fire today. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I was sitting. There's a there's a restaurant on um the you know one of the main streets where I live, 
and I was sitting, you know, in the restaurant, but like facing out towards the glass, like they have a bar, you know, a bar seating area mm-hmm. where you can look out at the glass mm-hmm. windows. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I see this hobo. <laughs> I feel bad about saying that now, but I see this one hobo and I see this trolley go smashing through like past where I'm sitting at the glass and into a car. Oh. And I, and I hear this yelling. And so I look over and I see these two guys just going at it, like yelling at each other. And these like people, because it's quite a busy street, these people kind of moving around them. And anyway, the other one of the hobos comes back to like exactly in front of where I'm sitting and pulls the trolley back and moves it over and tries to smash it into him again. They're going at it for like... So you know, sorry, sorry. There's minutes. a second person here. You said it's like the, the trolley's going two into hobos. a car. Well, the trolley went past my window into a car. In an, but in was there the a second to... person at the car? No. Did, was that? Well, I, no. I just don't understand the... You, you haven't described a fight yet. You said that like a trolley hit a car and I just don't understand where the second person oh, sorry. is. Sorry. The two homeless guys are going at it. One of them's got a trolley and they're using it as a weapon. Sure. To shield. And they just miss. He tries to ram. Yeah. Let's go of it. Moves past gotcha. the, the other homeless guy okay. into a car. Yeah. And people, there's no one there trying to break it up, which I found weird. But also, my heart rate's kind of going up because I'm getting a little scared. Anyway. You've also one, got a thirst for blood. I do. You're like, um, I mean. you're like in Gladiator. You're watching these two combatants in front of you. Yeah. And you're willing to give the Joaquin Phoenix, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, I'm t- I'm turning to the uh, to the guy next to me and saying, "Hey, you want to put twenty bucks in this fight?" <laughs> um, anyway, one of them it goes on for about five minutes, but they're just yelling. They're using this trolley to try and ram each other. They're not actually getting close, and then one of them just swiftly walks past, and then he's gone for about three minutes. Okay, it's over. So I go back to my burger. It's delicious, by the way, grilled chicken. Do they have like an aioli in it? Or is it like avocado? Uh, I usually get like a chipotle aioli. Oh, chipotle aioli. Yeah, chipotle aioli. Um, The A sauce. Do you remember that? The A sauce? No, I don't. Do you remember Michelle uh, Wallace used to say the A sauce? (laughs) That's right. She could never pronounce it. She couldn't pronounce aioli, yeah. Like, can I ask them over the A source? And like, you get it every day, so maybe <laughs> you could just learn it. learn it. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of valves in that word. There's like, so many uh, valves. Um, and then so this guy goes past. Three minutes go by. I'm sinking. I got chipotle aioli all over my face at this point. Then I see the other homeless guy walking after with a crowbar. Shit. And he walks past. He walks past my window, and I kid you not, it's the most frightened I've been in ages. He looks me dead in the eye, and my heart just stops. Like my heart stops, and my the adrenaline in my body is going pumping all around. He looks me in the eye. Well, it can't be pumping then, all around if your heart stops. So which is? I don't it? know, dude. They're both true. My heart stopped, and it was beating super fast. I don't know what happened. <laughs> looks me dead in the eye, and then you know he walks past. And that's actually the end of it. But uh, but I saw a homeless guy, you know, with a denim jacket and a big beard, look me in the eye with this, like, evil look in his eye with a crowbar in his hand while I'm trying to eat a fucking Simon Says over here. Were they, were they, 
talking? Like, could you understand what it was they were fighting about? No, but I think my guess was that it was turf. Turf, turf you know? war. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Territory. You know, Territ- these spots. Yeah. These it's like, are... you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think. Yeah, let's not go there. I think this whole story is a bit tricky as well, to be honest. It's a bit, <laughs> we'll um... delete all of this. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> We've got <we're>... nothing left. <laughs> We've deleted everything. We've deleted We've everything now. Um, okay, I, I do have a, an actual topic topic that I wanted to talk about briefly. Did you... Okay. Um, uh, is that all right? Yeah, no, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, on a slightly different note, um, I don't know if you heard, but New Zealand has planned and announced a a, 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 a series of laws to ensure that young people can never legally purchase cigarettes. Mm. They're trying to ban cigarette sales and with the age of a ban on the sales rising every year, the effect of which is people that are currently aged 14 will never be able to legally buy cigarettes in their lifetime. Um, Do you know anything about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the first country in the world that would take this kind of um, step. Um, But basically... When the law comes into effect, if they're 14, the next year, the um, cigarettes ban will be increased to people aged 15, so they're not able to do it. And then the next year, it'll be 16 and 17 and so on, to the effect that anyone that's currently underage will always be underage because it's it's moving as they're moving. Um, right. And that means that they and any future generations younger than them will never be able to purchase tobacco. So I find this a very interesting approach. And I think there's a lot of, um, lot of angles here that would be interesting to discuss. Yeah. One of them is the idea that um, criminalizing drug use has an effect of pushing that drug into the darker, you know, gang underbelly. It takes yeah. taxable income away and makes it an unregulated area. At the same time, there's this health cost associated with smoking, and the intent here, I think, is honestly a good one. It has cost savings for society and for the nation in terms of the implications of treating people for um, cigarette-related diseases and lung disease and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just want to know your, your big picture thoughts here before we dive into it a little bit. Tell me what you think. Should we ban cigarettes full stop? And what do you think about this specific proposal? I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, I think there is... Cigarettes to me are this weird thing where everyone's like... It's kind of the most obvious thing to ban cigarettes given how deadly they are. But it seems to me that they still remain legal because, well, maybe you've got... Um, you know, big tobacco in the pockets of politicians. Maybe that's that. But it also seems to be this thing where it is kind of intergenerational and it kind of gets pushed down. Um, And I think this is a good way of kind of disallowing children from ever picking it up. I mean, I started, I smoked my first cigarette when I was 21. Really? Yeah. Why, later or earlier than you thought? I guess that's later than I thought. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm a, it was at Fool's Fest, Fool's Creek, Fool's, no, Fool's yeah, Festival. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I guess I do regret uh, ever having that first one. I mean, I've cut down my smoking pretty significantly now. Well, at least that's what I say on my podcast <laughs> um, and to my parents. But um, I do like it is. It is great. Like it is. It is a very enjoyable act, but it's also a very um, habitual act. Um, and so if I feel like if I didn't have that first cigarette, I probably would never, well, maybe if I, I probably might, might have picked it up along the way. But if the option was never available to me, I don't think I'd miss it. I mean, people who don't smoke don't miss not smoking, no. do you? No. I no. never have In fact, the you probably find it repulsive. I do, yeah. I find it yeah. off-putting whenever you're, you know, walking down the street and there's a big of, like, smoke in front of you and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Gee. and I, I'm sorry for keep blowing smoke in your face. Well, yeah. you, you seem to do it with this, like, evil glint in your eye in which it feels quite deliberate. And you I say, mean, I'm aiming at you. You but... say, suck on this, and then you just, like, <laughs> exhale into my face. It can't help but yeah. feel a little bit targeted. Okay, well, if you think that's on purpose, then fine. Um <laughs> But I think, like, if there's you know, no one's gonna, I don't think people would take up smoking at thirty. I mean, it seems weird to cut off people who smoke past forty. And I get that. Sorry, sorry, certain... sorry. What do you mean there? It feels weird to cut off people who smoke sorry. past forty. So people who are forty it's strange, plus. It's strange to ban people who are already forty. Well, I just think it's like it seems. I don't know. Does it seem unfair to do it? But you're basically only saying, you know, well, you've gotten used to it now and now you're addicted. So, you know, just keep smoking. But yeah, like you said, like if you keep, if you ban things, it will drive it underground. But then if you, but it's different with smoking because like with drugs, right? So with drugs, if you ban them, they go underground. But take the act of taking drugs um, is done discreetly anyway yeah you know what i mean yeah you have to smoke in public so if you have to smoke in public that makes it harder to do it but you could still use it for at home right i guess so i guess so but you also your neighbors would very much smell it yeah but just say the same picture this picture this 20 years from now right so you've got a 34 year old man who can't legally buy cigarettes because you have to be 35 Right, so a thirty-four-year-old wants walks in and wants to go buy a cigarette and is told, "No, I can't have it." Isn't that odd? Isn't that odd? From like a you're an adult which has agency, and a thirty-five-year-old could walk in and buy it and and smoke if they wanted to. Yes, it's, it's a but very it gets less. It gets less odd with every year. So yes, the first first people who um, you know are thirty-four. In, the, in those first years, and then the people that are 33 and 32, 31, it gets less weird. And then after about five years, it's like, well, I can't. Well, maybe it's the same. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I. it's very interesting because... In do you mean it's just because it's like a, it's like a, a small age difference? But we do yeah. that with alcohol already. Yeah, you know, we do. A but 17-year-old can't fixed, buy alcohol. Yeah, but it's at a fixed point. It's always... A seventeen or eighteen year old, like that's the only right. point, right? But right. if you get if you get to the point where it's like this guy's forty seven and he's not legally allowed to buy cigarettes, but a forty eight year old can, right? Yes, like it's it's quite a strange 
place to end up, right? Yeah. That it's is it's a, a phased rollout. And I understand the logic is that it, it, it basically removes it, slowly removes it from society over time. It's a phased transition away to where it's like no longer a thing. And I, and in some ways I respect that, but in the other ways, it's quite a strange, uh, removal of human agency isn't it like it is it is the government making a decision about what you can and can't put in your body and to be fair we do that in plenty of other ways you know not every opiate is is freely available but they do exist in society for specific use cases so we do already limit some drugs like that from accessibility certain countries have different rules on alcohol and and that kind of thing so it's not completely out of a out of a a health-based context but it is it is odd to me conceptually to have this ticking clock thing where every year it it increases and the implications of that uh start to become a little bit weirder for me when you're like a 50 year old surely at but- that point if you want to smoke you should be able to smoke right like knowing all of the yeah, I, I agree. But also, the longer you go without cigarettes, the less likely you are to want to smoke. True. So, I also get it from that angle. And it's also, vaping is still allowed. So, you know, other kinds of smoking, uh, you know, nicotine-free smoking, tar-free smoking are still out there on the market. So, in some ways, I think if people who would want to smoke and do so legally and don't get it from their, you know, older siblings or under the counter and all the kind of illegal ways it'll happen if they wanted to do it then maybe vaping is the way but vaping still has these kind of unknown health impacts anyway right like is it just substituting one thing for a different thing yeah it certainly feels like i like i don't i weirdly don't trust vapes but hey no neither do do i trust cigarettes you know yeah um well the the, the other thing like there is a, a cultural context here as well which is that maori and pacifica people are disproportionately represented in smoking mortality um, stats here in New Zealand. So like lung cancer is a leading cause of death for Maori women and mortality for lung cancer is four times higher among Maori women than in non-Maori women. Um, Lung cancer is also the second leading cause of death for Maori men. So it is a specifically cultural consideration as well where they're Mm. approaching this in terms of a specific um, you know, race or subculture, which again, and of course has been like very highly, um, researched and there's been consultation with the public and these kind of considerations made from the health industry and from cultural and community kind of things. Um, and a lot of places have had a aspiration to be like a smoke-free nation because the cost of it is so great. But there is something interesting as well with with the government making a choice like this th- theoretically on behalf of the Maori and, you know, people of colour statistics where it almost mm. feels a little bit, and this might be a completely unreasonable characterization, but it feels a little bit stolen generation-y like we the government know what's best for your communities so let us decide for you and choose a uh, a pathway forward 
I'm sure there's been consultation and collaboration in, in and amongst the you know various iwis and and health boards and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I just find I find it a little bit un un. I'm not entirely sold on this approach. So that's a bit of a hot take, that one, Nick. That uh, that uh, <laughs> banning smoking to target my the Maori people in New Zealand is stolen generation. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm, I was trying to find a similar analogy, and I, it's it's probably an inapt one, but it it just feels like a little bit. But wasn't tobacco introduced by, you know, Western culture? I'm not sure. that That's a fair question. Mm. Um, how, el- how, else could you, how else could you envisage uh, banning smoking? If, well, I, and, I guess that's the question. smoking should be, should be banned. I guess that's it? the question, right? Like, should we ban it or should we work as a society to discourage it? and to educate people about the harms and to stigmatize it and hope that naturally that decreases because smoking rates have decreased already. Yeah. Right. So is there evidence that we have hit a plateau that we'll never get past that there will always be say a 10% of the population that smokes. And so if we are to consider the greater health of these people and of the country, we need to, institute a law or regulation restricting it Mm. i'd be interested to know if it is just something that culturally could be overcome and that with time people transition to vapes because they at least don't have nicotine or don't have tar that kind of thing and and the use of the cigarettes disappears i don't know it it, is a necessary step to go that far Mm. i wonder if they could ever, I guess that's what they're trying to do with vapes at the moment. But I wonder if they hypothetically could do a like a healthy cigarette where it doesn't uh, fuck up your lungs. But I guess at the end of the day, you're still breathing. You're breathing a smoke in, in right? Your lungs. Yeah. But I guess tobacco's always been. It's like a. It's always been around. Like it's been used anciently and historically. So I my instinct is like same the same with like any drugs and the same with like alcohol or marijuana that but there will be a need for this on some level not everyone's going to be drawn to it but I think like with drugs this there will always be a there will drugs will drugs are never going to go away um and yeah I I am like I am reluctant to say that that smoke that anything should be banned but weirdly, I think with smoking, I think because it is, it is one of those things that if you don't do it, you gradually become repulsed by it. So you probably, you know, you, that, that will kind of fizzle out. It's like it's mostly people that start smoking when they're young. So I actually do think this is a pretty good approach. Hmm. It's interesting because there's, there's a definite contrast maybe not contradiction but the legalization of marijuana is is sort of an ongoing and seemingly inevitable movement we came very close with a recent referendum um, but didn't quite get there um, and yet we see it all over the world now like there's there's plenty of places where it's it's seemingly um, coming and 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 those places that have introduced it haven't seen dramatic um, consequences for it there is a degree of inconsistency there right in saying 
oh, let's huge. let's bring marijuana in. You know the the medical benefits of it are reasonable to um, consider, and the uh, potential harms from it are relatively minor. And yet, it is still something that if you wanted to, you could smoke. It, it's a strange, strange place to be in. The whole the whole drug space is has been completely fucked like and and it's all it's all over the place like the fact that marijuana is was illegal for so long and still is in australia and new zealand i assume mm-hmm. uh because of you know the you know it's got something to uh, my history is all over the place but you know it's got something to do with you know the black that's what black people used to smoke and then alcohol came in and you know they anyway that was a solid recount of the yeah, history, the history of, of yeah. we, we're all incredibly educated now you guys know what you need to know now um but alcohol you know was banned in the 1930s whatever and then brought back even though it's it kills more people than marijuana and i don't know i think it's is it on par with smoking uh, i'm not sure what the stats are i mean it's got to be up there but then also you've got have... you've also got to got you got to go are you going to do the same thing with with obese with obesity and fast food? Like, is there an argument to be made that you can uh, that you should ban saturated fast fats food? or something? Yeah, or yeah. sugar. Yeah, I mean that's it is a, a reasonable question. If if we're talking about banning substances due to the effects that it has on the health of the populace, then obesity, heart disease, all that kind of thing, those implications come from ingredients like sugar yeah. or like saturated fats, that sort of thing. And again, these are these because they've been raising the prices of cigarettes here uh, pretty significantly for the past like ten years. That's to the, the point where it's like ridiculous. Unless you, you know, I roll my own cigarettes, um, which is like the healthy option. Yeah, um, and also it's made way a lot cheaper. But for people who who smoke tailored cigarettes, you know, a pack of those goes for fifty bucks. Yeah. If someone is a, you know, if smokes even they smoke a one pack per, it doesn't even matter. But if they smoke one pack per three days, um, I mean that's it's an extremely hundreds of dollars. It's huge amounts of money, and it, as well any tax hike, um, uh, with any of these um, what are they called? Uh, demons. <laughs> They affect the lower socioeconomic uh, populations. Yeah, it's, because it, it, they still—they're they, the ones who—and um, not to talk down again to <laughs> to this is this is tricky. I don't like this where I'm going with this, but um, I could stop. But you're not going to. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, they are the ones who eat, and by they, I mean all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you seem uncertain of your own statement there. Eat, eat uh, at fast food restaurants and smoke more. Well, that's the, that is true though. That is based on statistics. If if you have very little money, fast food is a great, if not the only option, because you might not have the kitchen facilities needed to cook something yourself. You might not have the ability to get to the shops when they're open. If you're working shift work, you, you're most dependable. And value for money kind of option is going to be fast yeah. food where you can get a hamburger for two dollars or something, you know. Like, yeah, it'll 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 do what it needs to, and you don't have other options. Um, just well, just going on to the um the the taxes on the cigarettes thing. So, 
uh, one of the um, the health minister that introduced this concept and these laws, you know, announced them all. Dr. Verrill um, had announced this plan, which is making New Zealand smoke free by 2025. Um, but she said that the government wanted to make sure young people never start smoking, particularly Maori. But taxes had done all it could. Quote, we have already seen the full impact of excise tax increases. The government recognizes that going further will not help people quit. And I think you're right when you're talking about how the prices have gone up in the past 10 years to $50 a pack or whatever it is. If people are still smoking at that point, it's because they're addicted. So it's not, yeah. it's not at that point where it's a disincentive anymore. Maybe it makes it harder for younger people to get into the habit but it's not going to help the people who are still on it stop, right? So yeah. at that point, it is just imposing a further disadvantage on, on you know, people with an addiction and and taking more money out of their, you know, weekly budget or whatever it might be. Um, so that there are potentially negative consequences to continuing to up those taxes to ridiculous rates right then you then you risk yeah what are they going to do like make him a hundred dollars a pack yeah and then you risk gambling or crime or you know all other kinds of consequences of that kind of addiction debate um addicted behavior well funnily enough actually you can buy in plenty of places in melbourne at least you can buy um imported cigarettes that don't have any of the you know how they made all the cigarette packets the same packaging yeah they're all Uh, that kind of generic green generic green thing but with like a uh, you know, a horrific medicinal effect of yeah. thing. But then, you know, the funny thing about that is like you, you just get so used to it. You don't even look at it anymore. Like you don't even see it. But they, in plenty of places here, you can buy like under the counter, um, you know, Chinese cigarettes um, that are like half the price. They're like old prices. Yeah. Um, and all you're doing is supporting the uh, the Chinese mafia. Which well, is that's, that's a, the thing, a right? A cause we can all get behind. Apparently, that was one of the <clears throat> clinching factors because the, the legalization of pot here was really close. And apparently, one of the, the, the deciders could have been the gangs and the, the underground activity voting against it because if it was legalized, then it would take yeah. away all of their income source and control and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Um, just just for the 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 due diligence here, um, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, who Bloomfield, who is one of the um, sort of leading health um, figures in New Zealand, because of he was sort of the face of the COVID response, and and a whole bunch of um, the past two years has been sort of narrated and comforted by Dr. Bloomfield's um, as the face of New Zealand's. Um, response his statement regarding this cigarette ban is that he had um, aspired for a smoke-free nation for many years and was delighted by the task force that had been put together because there is going to be discussions about you know the implications of such a, a law coming into effect but he says it is incredibly important that Māori could exercise tino ranga tiratanga and mana motuhake which is uh, self-determination or autonomy um, and having some degree of like authority or, or independence. So he's trying to acknowledge the fact that if you're doing this on behalf of a Maori populace, they need to be included in the decision-making process. So 
it, it wouldn't be fair to say that it's not being done without some of the collaboration with these peoples but okay it still so feels it still feels yeah. strange to Sorry. me so they have been consulted what are you drinking by the way uh it's an orange and mint uh gin cocktail very fancy hmm. so they so they have been consulted yes so that will be part of the task force's process up ahead um, and has this passed this rule uh, i don't think it has been officially passed just yet. it's just been proposed and drafted and there'll be consultations and then um interestingly about a third of the submissions during the consultation process which was, has already happened um a third of them were made by people and in industries with a uh, bodies with a connection to the tobacco industry so they're very much oh. um opinionated as you'd expect yes thank you for smoking yeah did you um do you remember that movie aaron uh, aaron eckhart where's eckhart. he gone aaron eckhart what's he been up to? he's not been doing anything he has a stupid haircut in that movie or just generally oh, he's just got some dumb hair he's got that swoopy <laughs> but he was uh he was the golden boy for a while um what's he up to he seems like he's been doing things he's been working no. all the way through B-grade movies, probably. No. I mean, he's not been in anything big. Mm, yeah, it doesn't look it. Yeah, poor Aaron. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> what do we do now? I don't know. Joe Rogan's not getting vaccinated. Is he not? He's cancelling shows because Canada requires vaccination to entry. Well, and he's he... had COVID. So I know. doesn't need to. But Omicron can break through even if you had COVID. Does it? Yeah. People who've had COVID have also contracted Omicron. People who have been vaccinated have also contracted Omicron, um, depending on how recently. Are you more protected by being vaccinated or by having COVID and overcoming it? Vaccinated. Absolutely. Uh, is that true? Yeah. Huh. Because the uh, the level of antibodies i think is quite different okay um are you, have you had your booster yet you due for your I'm booster not due yet i had mine in october Sep september oh, october okay. have so they I, moved yours up or no they because it at we, six our, months our numbers are pretty low yeah um i don't know i reckon i'd be due for my booster next month yeah when did you get yours september so they've reduced they've they've brought it up to four months yeah right um but yeah hmm, yeah i guess i'll get it i mean i maybe i'll probably get COVID before then to be honest i mean you're the, living in a house with two sick people as we speak yeah yeah i mean i might just you know i'm back from work back to work from wednesday so i was just planning to hold out until then but it's the and expectation that you go in yeah hmm I have to go back to wearing a mask inside the office. I don't know, man. If you bit... have two sick home people, could you not say, I'm going to just stay home? I mean, even if that exposes you slightly more, it exposes them a lot less. Like, could you not yeah. say, I'm in the vicinity of two people waiting on tests. Can I just work from home until we know? Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should do that. That's actually a good way to do it. I was thinking about that today because um, it's so yeah, it's so tricky. You just don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a good way to do it. Say, so I'm waiting for them to receive their results back. Yeah. 
Well, if they don't but have then, it by Wednesday, that'd be crazy. Well, that'd be almost a week. Yeah. And that's the, that's the full length of the isolation period. Yeah. Is it only a seven-day isolation now? Yeah, they reduced it. But that's so crazy because, like, some people have been getting Omicron 12 days in. Like, re- reporting negative test, negative test, negative test, negative test, negative test. And then, really? like, yeah. So, our, we had our first community case of Omicron last week. It was a UK DJ who was coming over here to play a festival. And yeah, boy. he was, he'd spent seven days in ISO and three days, uh, seven days in MIQ and three days isolating. And he got three negative tests. And he, PCR? Yep. Yeah, and he uh, then left quarantine on day 11, which was after the three days of self-isolation, but before his final test on day nine had come back. So there'd been a lag between that, but it got to the 11th day and he was like, well, I've done my three, I'm off. And I've had negative test, negative test, negative test. So he yeah. went out, then it came back positive. The day nine test came back positive, oh. even after all the previous ones had been negative. Wow. And so far, it looks like there hasn't been any spread from the Omicron in the country as a result of that. But it did really reinforce it. You could have no symptoms. You could have negative tests for uh, literally two weeks and it Mm. still pops up. Let me ask you, what do you think, given that we're on the recording on the 3rd of January, 2022? Yeah. We've had two years of COVID just dominating. Yeah. The whole time. Predictions. Let's do predictions for 2022. Does COVID slow down? Does it normalize? Do we get herd immunity? What do we get? Let's ref- let's record our predictions and then reflect back on them. For this year specifically. Yeah. I think this year is going to be absolutely no different to last year. <laughs> Why? I mean, may- maybe, maybe slightly better. We have vaccines but we also know that after six months vaccines don't protect against omicron omicron is so rapidly spreading that inevitably there's going to be mutations and there's still a political and cultural uphill battle to convince some members of the population all around the world to take a vaccine so it's going to continue to exist is without question at the end of this year COVID's still going to be a thing right no one's doubting that so that means the likelihood of other mutations is pretty high the likelihood that one of those mutations is more lethal or more easily spread is, you know, that's plausible. We also know that um, vaccines after six months lose effectiveness against Omicron. So you have to be in a continual vaccination cycle for at least the next few years to try and keep ahead and keep that resilience up. I don't know. Maybe we settle into a bit more of a living with it mentality and certainly the australian government's trying but and 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 perhaps that also means that travel becomes a bit easier and and the options are there but it i think you're right now that we're getting to the point where you're probably going to catch it um you know what the annoying thing is yeah that it's like part of me and i've spoken to a few friends have expressed the same thing we've been like well, I just want to get it at this point. But 
it's not like you get it and then you can't get it again. Yeah. So it's like so relentless that like if you could just get it once, you'd be like, fine, just give it to me. Let me do my isolation and then I'll move on with my life. That's on the assumption that it doesn't have, yeah, that's on the assumption it doesn't even have long-term effects on you. Like you could sincerely suffer permanent lung capacity loss, you know, like you could, there there are long COVID symptoms, which people are still identifying and living with and will live with for the rest of their lives. But not not so much with double vaccinated, which we most of us are now. Well, yeah, still. I mean, again, lung COVID, lung COVID Omicron- was a thing for people who are unvaccinated. It was, right? but I, do you have any evidence that that's not the case? If you caught COVID now, if you caught Omicron now, no. Sorry, I was distracted by that unicycle. Um, no, I don't. I don't have any evidence for anything. Yeah, the like, default, that's nothing. a default matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you got COVID now from like an omicron maybe it's less um severe that's plausible mm. but um i don't know i still don't want to get it all right just for balance i'm going to go the other other way um i reckon what's going to happen is that australia is already opening up it's going to continue to do so we're going to um have a free country again where you can move basically interchangeably between states, not have to, not have to quarantine, not have to isolate any of this garbage, and basically most of the population is going to get it. We're going to get herd immunity, and then everyone's going to go back to living their lives and hugging and making out with strangers on the street like we used to, like the good old days, like baby. they fought in World War Two to protect. Four, yes, thank you. Yeah. And that's my prediction. People will be making out in the streets by July. By July. Maybe. August. Look, I, I would love that. I just, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the weak link in the system is the medical system, right? It is, mm. it is the ability to treat severely ill people in our hospitals. And if it gets to the point where there is such a huge influx of cases... And the medical system is crumbling under the pressure and people with other illnesses and other disease, you know, that require ongoing surgery, uh, ongoing cancer treatment or surgeries or all these kind of things are unable to get the medical help that they need. I think it's fairly reasonable that you will see these kind of um, lockdowns and restrictions on movement and behavior reintroduced i just i don't there's no other way to ease the load on the medical system fuck i mean we're at we're getting thirty three thousand cases australia-wide now per day yeah uh, i mean like dude i can't imagine can you can you envisage a world where uh we are just doing this for like the next 10 years can you just like it is so weird that we're living through this. Can you just take a step back so for a weird. second and think, like, when we started this podcast, which is coming I up know. on eight years ago, would you have guessed in a million years that it's still going and that for three years of it, we're actively talking about an ongoing pandemic? Can you... Basically, like, it's every episode, so by the weird. way. It's so weird. It's so weird that we're living through this. I know, dude. I know. I'm so bored. I'm so bored of it. Like I would, I would like a new virus. <laughs> if that's the option, I'll take a new virus. Bring AIDS back, you know. 
Wow. <laughs> too much. Okay, sorry. Too much. Maybe bring back the Too fever. much. Too much. Uh, bring back hay fever. Hay fever. Bring back <laughs> <laughs> bring back hay fever. I'm just so sick of the word and so sick of talking about it all the time. But also, I mean, you need to talk about it. I mean, we talk about it every episode. Sometimes fuck, we don't. Dude. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah, get your shit I together, just... Joe. Take the yeah. fucking vax. Yeah. Or ivermectin. Or ivermectin. If you enjoy this sort of thing, then I am very relieved because it's nice to know it's not. Were you kissing them? Wait, you do the outro and I'll kiss everyone's neck. <laughs> just imagine I'm kissing your neck. Okay, I'm going to do my best to finish this with so um, a I'm degree of respect. And if you don't like the idea that Michael was air kissing you, then just skip right through it. Pick a chapter and go to the next one. I'm going to turn up the game. <laughs> oh, so, no, I don't like it. Of, I don't get it. ASMR, ASMR. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'll just, del- I'll just mute this bit. Uh, you can find us now on Spotify. Listen to our tracks there on the Christmas album. And it's also up on SoundCloud, as is always the case. You can find us on Facebook for news articles and little bits of information. And on Twitter, where you get a notification if the thing has come live. All of our episodes are on deep4.podbean.com. New website, check it out. And you can get in contact with us, as always, by emailing deepfort at gmail.com. Thank you for your support and have a lovely Thursday late morning. I'm just guessing when you might be listening. Nice. Um, You got any recs? I do have some recs. I have recs sitting here. I Having just talked about Rex Hunt, is he a fisherman? Yeah. Weird. Um, having just talked about the mailbag, I'm just quickly checking the mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag, it's a weekly mailbag. Deep thoughts mailbag. We have no emails, so that's fine. <laughs> and that's the mailbag. And that's the mailbag. <laughs> no, you should do that. You should do that. That's a funny bit. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do a recommendation engine. Does that work for you? <laughs> You've been you spent a lot of oh, time sorry, preening. I you were playing the jingle. In that no, time. you were just preening in the camera, fixing up your hair, I was which does look great. Really good today. Looks, looks good today. Good. Yeah, um, distinguished. Yeah, grab the keys. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's, that's what I say. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Thought's Recommendation Engine. Uh... Alrighty, what do you got? <coughs> I got two movies and another thing. Okay, um, I got some things as what well. What do you got? I got three. Shall I go first? Yeah. I, I feel like we touched on this last episode, but I can't remember if we talked about it or not. But I'm just going to throw it out there again, just in case. Succession is a very good TV show, and you should watch Succession. Um, do we? I think previously have talked about How to with John Wilson. Is that? Yep, we've talked about it. There's a second season of How to with John Wilson. Oh, what the fuck! Which is out now. It is terrific. There are oh. brand new episodes. Now, is that an HBO? There's an HBO experience. Oh, the, I hope it's on binge. I'm going to check right now. I can't wait. The, I have to check this right now. 
the concept, if uh, you don't recall, you haven't heard before, uh, John Wilson is a New York-based documentarian. He just wears a camera or carries a camera around with him all day, every day, walking along um, the streets of New York and just exploring um, the oddities and philosophical questions of, of modern life. And each episode is narrated by him and then uh, accompanied by random or strange moments of B-roll that he's captured in his travels and then uh, it follows a train of thought to solve a question like how to... Um, how Get rid to, of scaffolding yeah, in New York City. exactly. Or how to... Um, get good at drinking wine, um, which is one of the new episodes. How to um, uh, understand your dreams, I think, is 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 another one. So he takes a premise like this and then follows it to some really unexpected conclusions. It's a very hard show to describe, but it is produced by Nathan Fielder, who did um, Nathan, for Nathan for You, which is an incredible series, and I highly recommend. Um, his comedic voice is quite unique. Um, has a similar tone to John Wilson, but like more John Wilson is yeah, as you said, more philosophical and poignant in some cases. Nathan for you is a is a show where Nathan Fielder positions himself as a business expert and goes around to struggling businesses and provides and pitches them ridiculous solutions to get them business or to solve their um, their problems. And it comes from a much more comedic place, even if he's entirely deadpan. How To With John Wilson is not really a comedy show. It's not trying to be funny. He's just documenting yeah. strange things that happen and following it to unexpected places. And then w- through the magic of editing and and, um, and when I say the magic of editing, I, I, through cleverness in editing, brings out comedic moments from juxtaposition um, without explicitly trying to be a comedy. It, it's a very hard show to describe, but it is yeah. it is terrifically enjoyable, and I highly recommend you seek it out. Did you say it's on binge? Uh, yes, yeah, so I just checked in. Season one's on binge, but it's a bit of a lag, so I'm guessing season two will pop up. But yeah, you told me about How To With John Wilson last year, and it was probably my favorite show of last year. And it's like, it hits all of the notes. I just, I just fucking love it. I can't wait that he's, uh, wait to see the new season. Yeah. All right, hit me up. Do you want me to go, we're going toe for toe? Yeah. Um, okay, I saw an, I saw two incredible films. I'm, g- I'm going to just put them together. Do it. Um, in the last few days. The first was the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Licorice Pizza. I really want to um, see it. Yeah, I saw it on Boxing Day when it came out with Dan and Julia and Louise. I mean, this is look, we knew I was going to love it no matter what, but this is just one of the most, it's one of his best films. It's like a sweet story uh, about a young entrepreneur. It's like a, it's like, it's, I want to say it's like classic PTA, but it's also not. It's using um, Alana Heim from the band Heim, along with, by the way, her whole family is in it, including her dad playing her dad and her mum playing her mum and her sisters huh. playing her sisters and Philip Zimmer Hoffman's kid. Um, so he cast a whole family. 
Yeah, I mean, her family is not a huge part of it, but like they're in they're it there. as yeah. yeah, as playing the family. Um, but it's just like it's I don't know. It's just he Paul Thomas Anderson just makes such beautiful films and in such a unique way that I I uh, I, I think everyone who loves any of Paul Thomas Anderson's work is going to love this. It's kind of like a mix of Punch Drunk Love and maybe Magnolia a little bit, but um, yeah. What was his most recent one? Was it um... Phantom Thread? Yeah, that feels like that was five years ago, right? Yeah, maybe four, maybe four years ago. Yeah, but that was yeah, it's quite different uh, yeah. in style to that. It's also yeah, maybe this one's like maybe a bit more Boogie Nights. So it's there's sure. a bit more fun. It's also his funniest film by an absolute mile. It's like seriously laugh out loud funny. And uh, just pairing in the movie section with this, another incredible film, maybe one of the best I've seen all year, is called The Worst Person in the World, which is a um, Norwegian film. And uh, I saw it the other day by myself, and this movie just destroyed me. It was, they had the most perfect soundtrack and score, and it was basically, it's basically about a, a young woman. Uh, going into her 30s who is a bit lost and she she knows what she doesn't want more than she knows what she wants um and she's kind of confronting all these questions about you know do i what kind of life do i want to have do i want to be married do i want to have kids do i want to be single and did this connect with you it connected with me, Nick, if you can believe that, mm. on a big on a big level. Yeah, what kind of career do I want to have? Um, and so I found it extremely relatable. But seriously, one of the best movies I've seen all year. Uh, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. So, um, And like I said, one of the greatest soundtracks. I've been thrashing the soundtrack. It's in theaters. Lately, so it's in theaters right now. Check it out. The Worst Person in the World. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll jump on that movie bandwagon because I've seen a couple recently. One I'm going to skim past because I know you, you will scoff at it. Spider-Man No Way Home. Very satisfying film if you've seen those previous films. It's just, it's very... It's Is it still good... Garfield? Still doing no, it? no, Garfield Garfield disappeared. So it's Tom Holland. Um, Tom but Holland. yeah, if you if you liked the, um, the Spider-Man's... Um, you've already seen it, but I just wanted to say that it made me happy and I liked it. Um, it had some issues, but I liked it. Um, that feels that, like... That seems like they've done a lot of... Spi- like, a lot of different Spider-Man. They have, and... Uh, is I, this I a could, Marvel thing? It is a Marvel thing. I could explain it to you, in a, but I feel like you, yeah. you'd yawn through there it. Go. Callback. But um, that is a callback. Um, in, in a very, very brief sense... When Marvel was going out of business in the 90s, it sold the film rights to Spider-Man to Sony. Sony made them in the 2000s with Tobey Maguire, and again, they rebooted them with um, Andrew Garfield. And uh, after the failure of the Andrew Garfield's ones and the success of Marvel's movies, Marvel came back and said, hey, would you maybe want to lend him back to us and we can put him in our universe again? And they said yes, and that's where Tom Holland came along. So... Um, they have they've done three three Spider-Mans, and if if you like these movies, then you will like No Way Home. Um, it would make absolutely no sense if you haven't 
enjoyed any of those previous movies. So, um, but if you if you like those films, you've probably already seen it. So I just wanted to touch on it. Anyway, the the IP one, which I'm very curious whether you will or won't see, is uh, Matrix Resurrections. Do you have any interest in this? I do. I do. I've heard very mixed reviews, um, but I'm, I'm I love them. I love those films. I love the premise. Yeah, the the original films are. Well, the original film is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> the sequels, I still genuinely, I think there I, are things I to them. like about. It. Yeah, um, for sure. That in 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 terms of being a follow up to one of the most original films of all time, that they have some strengths and some weaknesses. Yeah. Um, but for the era, incredibly adventurous, it incredibly totally technologically. Uh, creative um, and inventive mm. and bringing in different styles of like on-screen combat to Western cinema that had been previously the, you know, yeah. the, the Eastern styles and, and, and a little bit more obscure, but then also grounding it with a huge philosophical concept, which unfortunately um, somewhat became fodder for the right wing, you know, the red pill movement. Do you know anything yeah. about this? Red Pill no, kind yeah. of got co-opted as this kind of like wake up yeah. sheeple Seeing, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Seeing reality for what it really is. Yeah, come join the conservative I mean, it's a, ch- it's a cheap it's a cheap jump. You yeah. know? It's a cheap co-op. And it pisses the Wachowskis off to no end. Um, mm. they, they hate that that's an association. And without going into spoilers, because it sounds like you want to see this movie, it is something mm. that they tackle in this, this fourth movie. Really? And, and now, I, you, is this a, you're recommending the new Matrix? Movie? I think you need to go see it because it is oh, fuck yeah. fascinating in its ambition. And in it, like, I think every Matrix sequel, they have tried to subvert expectations. And this fourth film very much tries to subvert your expectations and in fact it, the first half hour of this film my mind was so fucking blown and i was just like yes please please keep keep this up because this is incredible i, I won't go into spoilers but i feel like we need to talk about it once you've seen it all right i'll go see it maybe i'll go see it tonight yeah i feel like you should you should jump on it because it is it is fascinating in the way it's working within the big budget like uh, studio system making a franchise like a, a third sequel the fourth film in the matrix films um, yeah alone so it's just one wachowski wachowski yeah uh, one sister but doing it somewhat under um corporate pressure because they were going to make a fourth sequel with or without her and they're they like we're doing matrix again and so she was like, well... Is it Warner, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. And she was like, well, fuck it. I guess if you're going to do it anyway, I'll do it. But I'll do it yeah, my way. Yeah, if sink the ship, I'll, I'll, I'll do captain it. it. And, and so yeah. if you go into this movie knowing that this only came about because they were going to do it anyway. And that Lana Wachowski was just like, I'm, well, fine, I'll do it. But, but only so you don't fuck up. But my, only so you don't hand it off to someone else. Right. It is so fascinating on that level. It's like it's uh, I can't even talk about it till you've seen it. But it's All like right. it's I'm, incredibly meta. It's incredibly self-aware. It swerves in a place where I'm like completely unexpected. And then yeah, I, I have to talk about a lot of it once it comes through. But. Yeah. I'm I'm excited that you're recommending it because I was like oh I'm almost at the point where I was like. 
maybe I'll give it a miss because yeah. people had and it is it, it is going to be incredibly divisive. And again, I can't talk yeah. about it because I, I don't want to spoil the things right, that it right. do. I'll that, see it by the next one. We'll talk about it next. Yeah, part. but let me just say that the reason I think it's divisive is because while being a Matrix movie, it's also not being a Matrix movie. And so anyone who goes in there wanting it to be the Matrix movie is going to be disappointed because it isn't doing the things the previous ones did. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, go see it. Let me know. And, we'll, and we'll Keanu Reeves has long hair. Keanu Reeves keeping that John Wick look going. Yeah. By the way, how crazy is it that two brothers are both trans mm. and then become sisters? Mm. Like, what are the odds of that? I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, you'd have to think it's a genetic thing, right? Where there's a certain uh, biological that- or chemical... Um, I guess when else are you going to hear about it? But um, what like happening within a family that two, you know, two there's two trans um, people in a, within a family, but unless they're famous. But to me, it just true. seems wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my last rec A is and close your ears for this, Nick. The new Louis C.K. special is unbelievable. Um, one of the best one he's done in ages, and um, it's called Sorry, um, and he's got he's got Sorry and Big Neon Lights behind him. It's ten dollars uh, US on his website. Um, he doesn't go any to any of the stuff. Just solid, solid jokes, baby, and uh, yeah, probably one of, probably the best special of the year. Just good, solid jokes, you know. Laugh! I watched it with the whole family. The whole family had the whole family except for mum in stitches. Except for so. mum. <laughs> Why is that? It. Well, she wasn't a big. There was a lot of dick jokes and uh, sure. yeah, and a lot of masturbation jokes um, and a lot of. Um, no, I'm joking. There's it was just a bit vulgar for mum, but yeah, mm. I would if you're into Louis C.K. Still, I think you should you should watch this. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you gonna watch it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, it's really funny. Okay. Anyway, what's your third rec? Uh, I sort of already done mine. It was Succession, How to with John, Matrix Resurrections. Ah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking if there's anything. Oh, you know, this is not a rec because you won't watch it. Um, and I'm not actually sure that Wait, I... our recs don't have to be. For each other. No, no, yeah. I, I, I guess what... A, okay, I'll just say it anyway. For the, the, viewing, the most recent... For the three listeners that we have. The most recent Doctor Who special, the New Year's Eve special that just dropped a couple of days ago, um, stars Ashling B. And she is fucking fantastic in it. She is Dude, so... she is the love... Can I tell you this? Uh-huh. Ashling B is the love of my life. She is... Did you actually, did you actually know that? I didn't know that, but I do remember your... Uh, for her she is my number one uh baberino C- celebrity um crush crush yeah. yeah she is she is in this um this i mean i i would almost say give it a go she's but so I funny i don't know she's incredibly funny in it she's incredibly likable she's also like nicely catty like they haven't sawn off any rush rough edges like she gets to be her kind of um slightly edgy self at points it's like a a, a time loop 
kind of sci-fi adventure with Ashling B trying to escape a time loop. I don't know if you're going to watch it. Maybe you'll give it a go and see, but uh, I, no, if, I won't. I, I don't but think you will. But it, 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 I like talking about Ash. It, 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 it was a minor. Um, it was a high spot in a in a season of Doctor Who, which has been pretty rough. Um, but anyway, I just wanted Quality to give her wise. a shout out because I know that you like her, and I know that um, that she's good in this. So big yeah. crush, and she's liked one of our posts, by the way, she as has, well. She has because she you has tagged genuinely her in liked, it, not yes, because she but, saw something we posted independently. I don't give a shit, dude. She liked it. Yeah, that's true. I know it's. Tr- I wasn't doubting it. I love it. I love you, Ashling. If you're listening, she's I love you. Definitely not listening. You don't know, dude. She's absolutely you she's never listening. <laughs> you don't know that, Ashling. If you're listening, I love you. Merry Christmas. I'm gonna watch your new Doctor. Doctor. What is it? Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Um and Merry Christmas. And also, oh, you know what? You know what? The, also, the best part about this time of year: the big fat quiz. Are you a big fat quiz oh, guy? Oh, I'm a big fat quiz guy you're a big fat quiz um i'm a big big fat fat quiz quiz guy big fat quiz big james acaster this year no yeah girl what i because i uh, had a quick look through youtube (laughs) what that's your home improvement impression that's my yeah tim allen james acaster is on the big fat quiz of the year this year yeah girl guess what i'm doing tonight going to the matrix i don't know yeah and I'm ordering some fried chicken. You know what my new thing is? I've really perked up in the back 15 minutes of this podcast. Because <laughs> we started <laughs> talking about food and TV. Yeah, funny things. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about smoking, but I'm really looking forward to this 25-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> Once we cut out all the stuff that was boring and dumb. Um, but uh, Korean fried chicken that's oh. like sweet and spicy. Oh, yeah. I'm like you don't I'm have a to newcomer tell me. to it. You come to Christchurch sometime, and you should this year. I encourage it. I what have you got? I should, actually. What do you got keeping you I'll in Melbourne? You s- a girlfriend. Um, come over to what? Christchurch, and I'll take you to a Korean fried chicken joint. Monster chicken here. Oh. oh. All right. And I'll bring you over some Omicron. Yeah, please. Be nice. You might as well get um, it over with. It's called Monster Chicken. Monster Chicken. Yum. Oh, I really feel like it right now, but that's not what I'm going to have for dinner. What are you going to have? Got some leftover curry. Made an Indian curry on Saturday. What kind? Uh, It was meant to be a paneer masala, but I swapped out the cheese for chicken. So it's not really anything related to the. So why don't you just say chicken masala? Well, because the flavors are different than a chicken masala. It's a paneer masala that I put chicken in. Why is... is You know what? Fuck you. Fuck off. Just get fucked. Fuck off. I love the way you say fuck off. Fuck off. Because I you do I it like an my, old man. You do it I like I want my the, mum uh, to hear me. You do it like Roy in um, you, you kind of you kind of have like a Roy from Succession vibe. <laughs> Roy, they're all Roys. Who's the wait? Who's the old one? Logan. Logan Roy. I thought they're all fuck I off. Thought, I've been calling them old Roy. I've just <laughs> been going, it's so weird that they made Roy. a TV show where all of the main characters are named Roy. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Nick went to school with uh, Roy. Um, <laughs> he was in a play with her. I've been telling everyone that about I Sarah remember Snook. you saying, okay, we need to end this now. All right, we'll just, uh, we'll just end it. All right. <laughs> okay. Good ending.
Ended like we started. I don't think they heard how we started because we deleted all of it. Oh, God. This is going to be fun for me to edit. Oh, wait, you're editing this week. Fuck off!